You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Episode number 34 of The Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. And we're back after a week break and we'll continue to do this until the first week of October when, uh, when we preview the NHL draft, which Finally. has been moved again. We'll discuss that a little bit today. Uh, oh, what else we got on tap? Kingston Frontenacs, they, uh, they made another uh, move in the front office. They've got a new assistant GM as well as a goaltending coach. Couple commits. Yeah. Yeah, a big couple commits. commits. Big commits. Yep. Both teams, those are big. Yeah, so uh, we'll dive into that a little bit, and then uh, we've got a big part of the show, as always, uh, our guests who join us in the middle of the show. Yeah, you got a big one this week. Yeah. Nice. uh, After finishing his rookie campaign, Francesco Pinelli joins the show to discuss uh, how it went, uh, life in Kitchener, and... uh, I was always wondering about that, because we never say it, who we have... But then at the title, there's a picture on Monday. So it doesn't I know, right? I know. <laughs> I thought about that too as I was doing this intro. Yeah, I'm like, like it doesn't no, really you matter. No, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's put out the, a quote anyways on the day. It was before, out yesterday. So, yeah. It was out yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be joined by, uh, I guess, going into a sophomore campaign, Francesco Pinelli. Uh, that could be year this year too. Yeah. How many 16 year olds you see play on the first line like that? Shane like, Wright this year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> exceptional Shane Wright. Yeah. Um, and of course, he was uh, Pinelli was the captain of the team that lost to Shane Wright's Don Mills Flyers. Yeah, he was the captain of the Toronto Red Wings. Hey now, go Wings! They had a Got Milk ad on their jersey, eh? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Raptors. Uh, I, I didn't think I didn't think they him. did that in minor midget. They had it right there. I thought it was mostly backside. Like, wait till arms. you gotta say that on here. Yeah, <laughs> don't have to anymore. Raptors are out. Hey, man, what a bad week. That was horrible. Week. They played like crap in oh, yeah. Game Seven. That yeah, was terrible. I feel bad for Siakam. I mean, you can't, I don't. You can't really pull him. Who else are you going to no, put in? No, you can't pull him. You're right. Yeah, who are you going to put in? But everyone on Twitter going all over him. But who are you going to put in for him? Yeah, I, I mean, know. Tom's the bench guy. Like you have Serge and Gasol that you could have. Like yeah, th- I those two Serge, alternated. Gasol's and then... too slow. Gasol was yeah. too slow there. Yeah. You can tell he's 35. Um, OG. Actually played really well. Obviously, Lowry, Lowry played man, really Lowry's, well. Van Vliet man, played well. This like, is the first time the Raptors have lost in the playoffs where you really can't criticize Lowry. Nope. You can't. I mean, nope. he put everything on the line. They didn't go to the basket except for him. The smallest yeah. guy on the court of them, Van Vliet, yep. was the only one that well, went to the basket with authority. Well, even most of the time, Lowry was underneath the hoop anyways, taking yeah. charges. Yeah. Like, like you're not going to, he's probably the toughest point guard in the league. Pretty you're close. Not, you're not going to find a point yep. guard tougher than that. Even Van Vliet's tough. For his height. Yeah. Six feet even, I think he is. Yeah. So, I mean, um, basketball. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we're talking basketball. Pod. I mean. I guess, I, I guess I'm in the basketball mindset because I was on the morning show on, uh, on uh, yeah. 1150 this week. Yeah, so. how was that? It was fun. Yeah. Didn't miss getting up at 430 in the morning, but other than that, <laughs> it was okay. Um, had chats with Jack Armstrong. Uh, we good had a, guy, eh? Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, probably even, the best even, even Tom Manek. I know not a lot of people are huge into the business of sports. They mostly want to just see like the players play and like you know all the games and everything. Yeah, but, but when you start to learn about the business side of things, oh, it's, it's actually really interesting. It's addicting, eh? Yeah. Because like I was thinking about that the other day. You go home and then you just like read on it. And then you're like hooked on it. Yeah. Like I was talk. I was thinking about a couple uh, like financial uh, 
in sports things. And we were talking about it before we went on air about yeah. like, current teams in the OHL. Like, if you can't have full capacity fans, yep. do you get alternate jerseys? I mean, exactly. fans love jerseys. Yeah, they do. New logo. I mean, London went new logo last year. Yep. Not this year, but... No, but... Do you see teams that have 2,000, 3,000-seat arenas? Yeah. Try an alternate jersey? Try to make some re- like a little bit of money yep. back? Yeah, and that's where the designs of t-shirts and hats come in. And, yeah, t-shirts you know, the are winter stuff and Well, t-shirts are good because when players move, it's not the same price as a jersey, you know? Yeah. When a player's there for two years, like usually when you get a player... Yeah, but that's the thing. The OHL, that, they don't sell player jerseys. They sell blank jerseys, and, and then you, you can have it, it customized. Yeah, which, I mean... I mean, I've seen a couple teams sell player jerseys, yeah, but not I mean, Flint, a lot. Flint's pretty good. Flint's setup's pretty good. I like that. They got t-shirts like with the players on it. Like You can get a Delandria t-shirt I like t-shirt those. The Flint. jersey t-shirts? Yeah, those are yeah. cool. Because Delandria's probably not going to be back this year in Flint. I mean, I probably feel like not. he's a Dallas guy. Yeah. Uh, you can get his t-shirt. I mean, he's gone, but it's better than having it stuck on a jersey. A t-shirt, I mean, it's there yeah. forever, too. Yep. Exactly. Look at us. And anyway, I mean, and by the way, if anyone get a if, if anyone get a revenue guy on, I know hey, that'd be a great talk. Get Tom on, Ooh. out from BC. Let's do it. Um, Call out to BC. Yeah, if any if anyone is interested in the business of sport, by the way, Tom Manect uh, hosts the show uh, Saturday mornings starting at I want to say ten o'clock, uh, ten o'clock Pacific? till one. Pacific. No, ten o'clock Eastern. Okay. Yeah. Seven o'clock Pacific. Ooh. So um, it's three hours, so it's from ten to one. It's on TSN eleven fifty, but he does it uh, from Vancouver, so it just it's a simulcast. So if anyone yeah. wants to tune in, uh, you can do that Saturday morning. But uh, for us, we kind of got away from our uh, usual show opening, and that is our traffic reports. We just <laughs> not good. Know, we didn't not good. Do it was it, getting today. To, yeah, it we're was back. Get, yeah, Colin, you can go first. Ooh, okay, you got here first. Well, you always uh, do, but. Oh, man. A little bit of dead air there. Uh, six, oh, well. 6 6.2. 6.2. 6.2. 6.2. It was good up until about 15 minutes out. Oh, okay. So it's average. When you got on the highway. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Once you get on the 403, yeah. it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, but bumper to bumper, very slow. Like an 80. A hundred. I mean, I can't wait till it's a one ten. You know, I don't think they'll ever make that a no, one ten. No, but that trip. To they Ni- should make the that stre- trip to Niagara and Sarnia is a lot. Oh, it's awesome. It's a lot better. They should make the four hundred one from London to Windsor a hundred and ten because that's boring. There's traffic, but there's not Toronto it, traffic. It's so boring. Yeah, it's boring. That's the most boring road in Ontario. Don't at me. Don't at me on Twitter because I, I mean, I'm trying to low down on the Twitter right now. I'm not happy with the Denver Broncos injury report. Uh, so don't work me up with that. But yeah, it's the most boringest road on the in Ontario. Yeah. And the only thing you look forward to is if you're driving. So say you're going to Windsor, there's a point where the 401 splits into three lanes from two. That's yeah. when you know you're like, all right, I'm like half That's hour, 45 minutes yeah, out. Yeah, and like, it feels like it's like right. 15, though. Yeah, it, it feels so quick. I know. It's like, yes. And then, uh, say once you're, you go past Costco in London. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here we yeah, go. I know. Here we go. I know. Well, that's what, I was, that's what I was going to say. When you're coming back to London, it's when you hit the dump. Yeah, yeah, like right next to the highway, and you land. smell it for five minutes, and you're like, oh, "At least we're close to London." But hey, damn, hey, hey, hey. this smells terrible. Hey, the city doesn't smell terrible though. 
No, but the dump does. Oh, yeah. It's, it's right garbage. there. It's garbage land. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying the <laughs> town smells like crap. <laughs> well, I didn't see the Brantford Red Sox stuff on, and I'm getting all... Yeah, tryouts happened this weekend, so... Yeah, at least you can do We tryouts. had 21 kids show up Saturday for the first one. Not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I played in Simcoe. We were expecting like, like 13 or 14, but you know. Nice. A lot of people who didn't play well, last yeah. year came back, so... That's good, yeah. I mean, was it even worth playing? No. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Like, play like four games? It was games so and... stupid. Yeah. No lead-offs. So you're playing Little League rules, except oh. Little Little League, Little League, it's, you have to wait so for it to cross like the plate. So your like 100% and then throwing runners yeah, out. pretty much. It was, you did you stole if you wanted your runner on third to score. Man, like that, that doesn't play. fit my coaching philosophy. My coaching <laughs> philosophy is like the 403. You get on base, you just keep running. That's what I do. Why is that like the 403? Shout out to the Pee Wee uh, rep team in Delhi. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I mean, we run bases. We had like 325 last year. Stolen bases. Yeah. In a month. No, not, well, we didn't play this year, but the year before. Oh, I thought you did. Two oh, years okay. ago. I feel you. Yeah. It's all right. It's a 403. Get on base and keep running. Yeah. Don't look at this sign. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore your coaches. Great advice. Um. <laughs> yeah, so you're giving 6.2. I'm going... 6.5. Nice. Because... Respectable. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I went point two. That's Because it bizarre. seems like no one in Ontario knows how to merge anymore. That's another thing. Just, yeah. It's really frustrating. And even when you're trying well, to merge... Up and, and they keep, slow down. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. And then, like, they cut right in front of you, and then the person behind you is already going out. So it's like, yep. sorry, I got to rip it off like a band-aid. Exactly. <laughs> just got to go. Yeah. Last week, that almost happened to us. Yeah, went on the lake. Yeah, it did. There's a minivan that pulled right up behind me as I was trying to go on. That, that, yep. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, nowhere um, else to go. I'm move drive over right or, the side of the know, road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's people are dumb. Like yeah, you, you so Bond moments. So at the corner, coming into Lime Ridge, where the McDonald's is. So I guess yeah, after you, you get right. yeah after you get off the link, it's the second entrance into Lime Ridge. They need an entrance and um, right into the parking lot here, so you don't have to drive through that mall. Yeah, you, you should well, do that. take the that, bus stop that, out. That's <laughs> my point here: is you're going that way and you're turning left. You don't have a stop sign. This guy was dead stopped for ten seconds, expecting yeah. the other people to go, and it's like no, you're clogging up traffic. Like traffic was backing onto Upper Wentworth because this guy wouldn't move. There were. <laughs> He was the, so there were three cars in front of me. He was the first, obviously. And then there were like four behind me, just like blocking the hole. Like, yep. go. There's no stop sign. Yeah. Yeah. That's annoying. But. Yeah. I mean. Don't I don't want to get too worked up. So. Yeah. We're going to be fired up for Francesca. I know. I mean. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I guess that cue's a break then. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the traffic report. Um, <laughs> unless you want to do the front next now. Instead of after. Uh, we can get to it. Okay. So quickly, we'll go over the uh, Kingston Frontenac's uh, uh, move this past week. They hire Corey Cooper as the, as their assistant general manager and goaltending coach. And uh, obviously, he'll be working close to uh, head coach and GM Paul McFarland. And uh, McFarland gave this quote in this article. If you haven't seen it, it's on the OHL website. Uh, McFarland says, Corey comes to us with a lot of great experience at both the professional and major junior level. He also brings a familiarity 
with him to the community of Kingston and the Frontenacs. He will be able to provide us with a great insight and add tremendous value to our management team and coaching staff as we strive to get to the next level. Yeah. I mean, he did great work with Belleville. He did really good work with Belleville. So, I mean, that goes to it. And he's been everywhere, too. He's been in the East Coast League. Yep. Yeah, he's, a, junior. He's, been in he's a native sports. of Winslow PEI. And Plus, he's played. Everyone out there, I haven't heard of it either, so... Plus, he's played, though, right? He had an eight-year uh, goaltending career. I mean, uh, yep. played for Belleville and uh, Sudbury in the O. So that's always good. I mean, he's got he's familiar with the league. Yep. He's been around a lot of different leagues, too. Yeah, he's been the goaltending coach for Kingston before from uh, 2006 to 2011. And then uh, he also worked with uh, Queen's University and the uh, Kingston Voyageurs. You learn a lot, though, around Belleville like that, too, though. When you're around the Belleville Senators like that and around the Ottawa Senators, you're going to learn a lot from player development. Yep. Learning from the best league in the in the world for development in the American Hockey League. So I think that's big too. Yeah, and uh, Corey also um, has a quote in here. Just read it quickly. It's a great opportunity. I love the group we have here and the vision of Paul McFarland and the Springer family. I'm excited for how Paul is planning to grow this team, and I look forward to working with him. We have a young team, and there's a lot of opportunity for growth. We are going to ingrain that in our players each and every day. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to get, right? He's familiar with the town, which is yep. big. Uh, I think it's nice to get a guy that knows the town, and it's good to know the players. He's close with McFarland, so they'll have a good relationship. Yep. I mean, they'll be on the same page, too, right? On an organization like that, you got to be on the same page. you got to see eye to eye. Yep. So that's big there, too. Yeah, and he's got their one one goaltender coming back from last year for the Frontenacs. Obviously, obviously, it's Ryan Dugas and not uh, Christian Prop, who was an OA last season. So he's still got one yeah, more that's... goalie that he doesn't know who's going to be part of their team. And that's all right, though. That's good for competition. Yep. That's good for camp, right? It's good to have open competition like that. I mean, even Dugas, he'll be their guy. But, I mean, it's nice to know, like, hey, a new goalie coach, you're going to have to prove yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So that's always good. Yeah, and Dugas is an one right? So Yeah. It's got two years left. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is your year. Yep. This is your year to step up because, oh, hey, yeah, you use an OA spot on a goalie, but if you can get a forward that's going to score 30 goals, you're going to use it on that, right? So that's another thing. Yeah, situation. but, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm not going to get too far into this because this is a debate for another <laughs> another show about, uh, <laughs> about how to fill your OA spots, but ideally... If you can, one at each, one defenseman, one forward, one goalie would be awesome. But yeah, that's awesome. if you got that's two OA world. forwards and a defenseman, that that works just like, as look well. Look at Niagara with Castleman and Ladia. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. Yeah. The year Niagara went for it, oh, Stephen Dillon, mm-hmm. uh, OA, um, Jacob, no, not Jacob Paquette. I think it's someone no, else. No, because Paquette was bad. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to run through it because we got to get to our guest but uh yeah yeah, i mean uh yeah Corey cooper's got a lot of work to do and uh he'll get fully at it obviously you've never seen that i've never seen it anyways the combination of assistant gm and goaltending coach that's a little yeah that's a little different i thought that too that's pretty unique yeah so Hmm. unique experience for him obviously he's done one he's looking forward to doing the other and uh yeah i'm sure he'll be wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that ultimately makes a move for a goalie yeah. if it happens. Well, McFarland, they have experience now coming back from the American Hockey League. That's another big thing, too. They have experience now to really lead a team. Mm-hmm. So I've really I've read a couple articles about Kingston now, 
that's impressive to me because guys are going to come back now with a plan from advanced levels like the AHL, McFarland with the NHL there a little bit with the Leafs. Yep. That's big. That's a big learning experience to bring back to the OHL. Yeah, so uh, obviously Kingston, bright future coming up with uh, their new bench boss, new GM, new goaltending coach, new assistant GM. Yeah. A lot of changes, so uh, uh, looking forward to that. And, of course, if you missed our interview with uh, Marcus Boudelier, the beat writer for the Kingston Frontenacs, it is up on our website, all the all of your favorite podcast uh, platforms. You can find it. He goes uh, in-depth into some holes that – they need to fill uh, McFarland's plan, what it could be, and uh, um, yeah, just a great insight on the Kingston Frontenacs and their their future coming up. But uh, this week we are going to the Western Conference Finland. in Midwest. Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, after the break, Francesco Pinelli joins us, former captain of the Toronto Red Wings, a OHL Cup finalist, and a very very talented young man. Going to do a lot of good things. Um, to come in his hockey future. So we'll talk to him next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward and it's time for the best segment of the week. Segment number two is when we are joined by our guests each episode. And this week we are joined by Kitchener Rangers forward and former Toronto Red Wings captain Francesco Pinelli. Francesco, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me out. So rookie campaign in the books. How did you feel it went from your perspective? Yeah, it was a good year uh, from the coaching staff all the way down to players. And um, yeah, I thought we had a good year overall and the 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 chemistry and all that was was good this year. What's the biggest thing you learned about your game as you moved up to this uh, this higher level? Um, just to compete and work hard. Um, obviously, for, uh, the jump from minor midget to the OHL was the speed and the physicality of the game. So yeah, just to kind of step into the O like that. So you get selected 13th overall by the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, what was that feeling like in 2019 at the draft to hear your name called? Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, it was a dream come true. Uh, just to get drafted in the OHL was a was an honor, and uh, to get drafted by the Kitchener Rangers was was also a great honor. Yeah, to be in that building with all the history it has and what uh, upwards of seventy five hundred fans a game. Just what's the atmosphere like, and just coming out for warm ups even to hear all the fans out there being loud. Yeah, it's crazy. It just gets everyone going. All the all the boys and uh, yeah, it just it adds another element to my to our game and like get us get everyone going and yeah it's it's good. Yeah, that's got to be a fun experience of playing the odd like that. Yeah, it's awesome. What would you say uh, your welcome to the OHL moment was? Uh, I'm not sure. Don't really. Ha- I don't know. Probably the first game. Probably just the season opener. Did it? Warming up. The warm ups was just surreal. It was just awesome. Well, you get the visor and stuff now, too, and you actually get like the full warm-ups like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. Here with Francesco Pinelli on the Owen 60 podcast. Uh, we'll go back to your Red Wings days a little bit now. You uh, 16-year, you were the captain, obviously, and 71 games played, 49 goals, 65 assists, a total of 114 points. Just and your whole team was just unbelievable and going up against the Don Mills Flyers team, that's just no easy task. But 
What made you guys such a great team that season? Uh, I think it started with our coach, uh, Coach Ange- uh, Angelo Catanero. Uh, he was a great coach. Um, so, yeah, he uh, helped us out a lot, and I think that was a big part. And also the players, we all contributed and played our role, and uh, we all we all chipped in and did our jobs. Was it a little uh, little exciting for you because that game was on Sportsnet and actually broadcasted? Like, the whole country was watching you. Yeah, it was awesome. Just even, like, uh, my friends and everyone from, like, my school was watching it. So just for everyone to watch and to tune in to watch the game was, was really fun, really fun experience. Do you have any contact with the Sportsnet guys, like RJ Broadhead, Sam Cosentino? I uh, can't remember if it was Rob Falds or who was doing the interviews, but was there any experience with them to kind of – I don't know, a little introduction to how the media works? Uh, yeah, a little bit. They, uh, yeah, it was good. Did uh, you get a solo lap in the OHL this year? Say that again? Did you get a solo lap this year in the OHL? Yeah, when we played in Hamilton on the family day. Uh, nice game, hometown. I got, yeah, just got a lap going there. That's pretty up. cool, eh, when you get to yeah, go out funny. there. I like asking the young guys there that rookie season get a solo lap. I think that's a big deal, like... I mean, it's your welcome to the league moment type thing. Yeah, it's funny. So, what, go ahead. Your first goal in the oh was at home actually against Saginaw. What was that moment like? Yeah, it was unreal. It, it didn't even feel real to me. It was, it was just crazy. Seven thousand fans just going nuts. It was awesome. Yeah, that's good. And then you got that iconic uh, goal song too, eh? Yeah, it was awesome. What was it like playing with uh, some of the guys on your Rangers team? You have Riley Damiani, obviously one of the bigger talents on the team, Jonathan Yancis, uh, even Axel Bergquist that, uh, that came over. Just to learn from guys like that who have been in the league for a few years, and even when Sarah Noel came over uh, from the Oshawa Generals, to learn from him because he went to an Eastern Conference final uh, the year before, so for you to have those guys around you, and then obviously you got up to the first line, but how much did that enhance your first season and the success you had, the point totals, and uh, eventually working your way up to that top line? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, they're all great guys and uh, good leaders on the team, so just to learn from them was a good experience. Having them on my team was, uh, was a good, good, good with, time. With Francesco Pinelli here on the Owen 60 podcast, uh, it was a little odd in the middle of the year, especially for your team. You know, you go through a coaching change, and then uh, your general manager comes down uh, from the pre- press box to uh, to join the uh, to join the uh, coaching staff. Just what was the difference between the first half and the second half? Like, why was that? It seemed like you guys really took off after you guys changed bench bosses. Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, the second half, everyone just starts to buy in and, and trust the process and um, start to find out uh, how good of a team we actually were. And um, when Macker came in, I felt like everyone started to play um, play good and um, our chemistry came along too and just everything felt, felt up together. How fun is that to go to the rink every game when you're on a streak like that? Yeah, it was awesome. Just all the fans are ready to go. They're excited because they know we were on a winning streak at one point and um, yeah, just to just to play in front of all, all those fans, and yeah, it was awesome. And it's so much easier to get up for games too, and you're in the hunt like that too. Yeah, it's awesome. It's good. Uh, yeah, when the pause happened, you guys uh, third place at the time, uh, 87 points, actually tied uh, with the Saginaw Spirit, even though they'd have the advantage because they were leading their division. But uh, how much confidence was there in that room where? You guys could re- make a real playoff push here and even a uh, chance to make it to the conference finals being uh, one of the top three teams. 
yeah, we obviously had a good year, and um, everyone knew we we, we we could do it. So, um, yeah, heading heading into the playoffs, we we knew that we were going to be a good team. But then, uh, you know, Corona happened and all that stuff. But yeah, we were a good team till then. Uh, one question I always like to ask players from around the league that we get on: uh, Do the Rangers have a prankster in the room? If so, who would you say that is? A prankster? Yeah. Um, we don't really have a prankster. We like more of a like joker i mean like a funny guy like yep. uh file our goalie and arbor is pretty funny guy too so the goalies are always the guys eh yeah they're weird uh, what is your favorite away arena to play in um probably london or niagara i <laughs> think those are two uh good spots to play in the, the fans are good and the rink is also really nice so niagara is a very underrated arena yeah that rink's unreal that's right i think that's top three with yeah. you guys, London, and uh, the Niagara. Yeah, for sure. What was it like to be a part of that London-Kitchener rivalry? Like, up to 401, like, you know, I I, I used I lived in uh, Cambridge-Kitchener area for a few years and going to the game, seeing the Knights and Rangers go at it, just to be a part of that, how much did um, that enhance your first season? Yeah, it's exciting just to know that they're a rivalry, so you have to come to play um, during those big games and, you know, yeah, it was, it was just fun to enter that rink and, and play that team. It was always a battle, so it was good. And they're easy to get up for those games, too. Yeah, not bad. Um, any advice for uh, any players who one day want to play in the OHL like you are right now? Uh, yeah, just work hard, stay focused, and um, just try to trust the process and you know, just follow your dream. One last one for you before we let you go. Uh... Any expectations for yourself for this coming season? Just because, uh, you know, you've gone through your rookie season, you know what the OHL is like. You've got a pretty good idea of uh, of what it takes to be successful. So for you, whether it's point totals or, um, you know, your, uh, your physical side of your game or um, even, you know, the mental part, is there any goals or expectations that you have for yourself heading into your sophomore season? Yeah, I mean, just to play more physical, stay focused, and just trust it and win games as a team. I don't really have a goal for points or anything like that. I'm not really worried about that right now. Um, just to play as, play as a whole team and win games is my, my kind of thing right now. Um, my last question here for you, Francesco. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, who would you say your biggest hockey influence is so far on your career? Probably my dad, my family, my brothers, uh, just to practice with them every day and train with them. Um, they pushed me to become the player I am today and also my dad um, helping me with uh, my uh, training and all that kind of stuff, driving me to uh, games and practices when I was younger and uh, my mom feeding me food, good food and stuff like that. It just all helped me out. Well, Francesco, uh, 41 points last season, 59 games. That total's only going to go up from here as you've uh, gotten those first-line minutes and you keep uh, improving over your career. So uh, we re- really appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck whenever this season yeah. happens. Thanks for having me. That was Francesco Pinelli of the Kitchener Rangers here on the Owen 60 podcast. And after 41 points in his uh, rookie campaign, definitely going to have a great sophomore season in, uh, in Kitchener. Sure. For sure, elite talent. I mean, 16-year-old that played on the top line. I mean, that's solid. Like you mentioned before, Shane Wright. Yep. Shane Wright, Francesco Pinelli, a couple of uh, first-liners. Uh, in their rookie in their campaigns. rookie campaign, yeah, that's solid. You can't ask for much better than that. Yeah, and the, and the OAs that he had around him just 
were even better. Greg Morales, Liam Howell, and uh, and Jonathan Yancis, uh, great players in the OHL, despite Yancis really only being um, in the Ontario Hockey League for just a, a couple of years. But uh, Sarah Noel, even a nice pickup for Kitchener to sort of lead um, this team in a way that not many of the other players uh, know how to. Obviously, they've got Damiani drafted by Dallas. Uh, Noel was drafted by Florida. Morales also a a, uh, a Florida pick, and then uh, Axel Bergquist a uh, Arizona pick, and Michael Vukovic a New Jersey pick. And it's just Loaded. unbelievable. Jacob Ingham, Ingham uh, LA yeah. pick. Just like you can't ask for a better team to have this much NHL drafted talent to be on in your first year. Yeah, that's lucky. You get to. Get around that, right? You know what it takes now. It's you're yeah. around those guys. That's a big thing, right? You pick their brains a little bit as well. Yeah, exactly. And if again, there's still a chance Sarah Noel uh, could come back for an OA season. Uh, Jacob Ingham could come back for an OA season. Ooh, so. Ingham's questionable too because Marcus Phillips. Yeah, as a defenseman, came back. Goalie, yep. you think even easier? Yep. Get sent back. Yeah, Burkwist I mean, will be elite. tough because again, like we spoke with Reed Duffy earlier on in the year, is. The uh, the European imports don't tend to stay around for an yeah. OA season, so I don't know that from that standpoint it'll be tough. But uh, hey, to have Sarah Noel to play with for two seasons, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean he's another elite forward in our league. Yeah, yeah. So uh, especially with that experience being in, a, in an Eastern Conference final with Oshawa um, a couple of years ago, so yeah, he's been around that now. Yep, knows what it takes. Yep, so. Uh, yeah, great chat. Uh, thanks to Francesco for joining us. And uh, when we come back uh, after the break, Isaiah George commits to the Knights and Artyom Grushnikov. Huge. Hope I pronounced that right, especially the first name. I know the last name's pretty easy, but uh, he commits to the Bulldogs. Two huge commits. So that's kind of a Key goodbye players. to Jan Yannick. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit uh, after the break. And also... Maybe touch on the QMJHL situation, see what's going on there. Uh, a lot of rosters are starting to be set fully. Training camp is kind of gone, and uh, they've played a few games. Exhibition yeah, games, I bit. mean. But, um, yeah, we'll maybe dive into that a little bit after the break. Yeah, Got to get some water, too. Yeah, I don't... Running a little low. <laughs> so I'll do that, and then we'll come back here on the Own 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. Again, thank you to Francesco Pinelli for joining us on the show. And uh, the Hamilton, Ontario native kind of goes right into our next segment because we're going to start with the Hamilton Ooh, Bulldogs. Great great transition. You like that, eh? That's a Mo- <laughs> oh, not a Mohawk graduate. That's a Niagara College radio graduate right there. Boom. Radio and TV presentation. Oh, yeah, actually. yeah. We didn't have that. We just had radio. That's unfortunate. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, so the Hamilton Bulldogs announced, uh, Steve Steos, their uh, president and general manager, announced that uh, Artyom Grushnikov has committed to the team after being selected by the Bulldogs 16th overall in uh, in this year's CHL import draft uh, from Moscow. He uh, appeared in 29 games with uh, Moskva, Krasnaya Ar- Armenia, oh, Moskva. 
How was that pronunciation? Whoa. I'm trying to... A little rough, eh? The new laptop here yeah. has me going. <laughs> in the MHL, he appeared in 29 regular season games. He collected five points. He had one goal and four assists. And he was also part of the Russian U18 team that won gold at the 2019-2020 Holenka Gretzky Cup. So he's one where he has been. One of those Russian core, like young guys that are coming up that are going to be an elite prospect. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, that Russian age group there that's very, very talented. Yep. Yeah. And uh, to add to it, in 2018 19, Grushnikov was the only 2003 born player at the World U17 Hockey Challenge. He finished third among defensemen in the tournament and uh, he won a gold medal too. So that's nice. That's always nice to put the <laughs> cherry on the top. Um, just a quick if you're quote. You're gonna get here. a Sunday. You gotta get the cherry on the top, Reese. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, Steve Steos uh, put out a quote, and you can find this article on the OHL's website, the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs website, um, saying that Grushnikov is a tremendous young player who has experienced a great deal of success, as we just mentioned, uh, playing at a high level in Russia, and has won two gold. Well, yeah. Um, he's been one of the few, okay, I'll, just a quick quote here from Steve Steos, and you can find the article on, uh, HamiltonBulldogs.com. He says, Grushnikov is a tremendous young player who has experienced a great deal of success playing at a high level in Russia. He's been, uh, you know, he's been an exceptional player internationally with older age groups on a consistent basis. And he says, our fans should be excited about the addition of yet another top prospect for the 2021 NHL draft. Plus with the import saying, does that mean Yan Yannick is yeah. going to be an Arizona Coyote? Yeah. I mean, it's expected. I mean, Arizona, Tucson, one, game, one of them. Yeah, one game without a point in, uh, yep. in his season. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so that'll, that'll be uh, Grushnikov and uh, Jan Mishak, and I, the and that imports goes ba- for the Bulldogs. And that goes back to the draft when you ask uh, Reed Duffy about that, if they had any thought that he knew of. I mean, he's not yeah, from the front office, yeah. but any thought of putting in for the Mem Cup? Because I think this Hamilton team with Arthur Calliev coming back. They'd have to add a goaltender, I think. Zachary really? Roy, I don't, I don't think, could do it. I don't do think it. their goaltending's that bad, though. No, it isn't, but I don't, I'm young. not sure if Zachary Roy could handle the Three. championship mentality because he wasn't he, mm. he wasn't here with Fulcher. It was uh, uh, how did he change his name? Donna Frio. Yeah, Donna Frio. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think he's I think he's beyond good enough to be a goaltender on a good team. I think he's good. I mean, look at Erie. Was Troy Timpano the best goalie? Not really. No. In the MM Cup. I, I think, think Devin Zach, Williams was Zach a little better Roy, than him. Zach Roy. Just has to work on moving the puck around. Yeah. I mean, don't be an over defenseman. Other than that, yeah. solid goaltender. Solid goaltender. I like, I think he's fine. And they got two other goalies coming back. Yeah, Costantini looks, and looks like he'll be really good. And then Drobak as yep. well. So they, they might make a move. Yeah, there could be. They could make a move here because three goalies, that's a lot. Like having three starting goalies on one yep. team. I mean, you wouldn't see a young guy go, but you could see the veteran go. Yeah, and it it also depends on where they are at what point of the season, like at a certain point of the season, as we were talking about with uh, Marcus last week about Kingston, about where we think they could possibly finish, and we had them around 5, 6, 7, probably 5, 6 more um, likely what we think, and he said they could go up to 4, and 
you know, I I can see it, but yeah, but you got to have an overachieving year, and the, yeah. I think the problem here with no uh, training camp, like, I mean, we don't even know when training camp's going to be the first. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I think you could see a lot of last year mm-hmm. at the start, and then around twenty games in, then you'll see that jump. Yeah, I expect big things from Kingston, but I don't know about four. You, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but I think there's the East is going to have a tough conference. I think Oshawa putting in for the Mem Cup, and I imagine I'm starting to think they will get the Mem Cup. Yep. So Oshawa, they're they're going to be a good team. Ottawa won't be bad if Andre comes back. It doesn't matter because they got Cranley. Yep. They have a good team there already. I mean, Jack Quinn could be back. Michael Rossi, no, probably, but I doubt he'll be back. They took the imports. Yeah. I, um, but Jack Quinn will be an ad. It's a big one. I think he'll come back and possibly be a captain for you. He'll be the leader. Yep. They'll be a good team. Peterborough, we don't know. It could be just because of McTavish. Whatever goes on there. McTavish is another elite player in the league. So there's an option. But yep. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. But there's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah, yeah, and Grushnikov just adds to the young core that the Bulldogs had last year in terms of rookies. You think of George Diaco, we'd already mentioned, uh, Jan Mishak, uh, Ryan Humphrey, uh, Davis Young, who didn't play a whole heck of a lot, but... We'll play um, a lot more this year, though. Yeah, he was a second-round pick uh, with the Bulldogs. Uh, Ryan Winterton as well, uh, Lawson Shirk, um, Gavin White, and, of course, uh, Marco Costantini, uh, rookie as well, is the, mostly the backup. Uh, for Zachary Roy. Plus Donovan coming up as well. Yeah, Jory and Donovan. Yeah, they got a solid team. Yeah. They're a solid young team. I mean, they're built. Like, I remember a couple of shows back, we were mentioning about talking about London being really good in the future because they had such a good draft the yeah. last two years. Hamilton's in that spot too, where Hamilton's had a lot of good drafts. And now you're, this year, you might see a little bit of development year. Yep. Which, well, I, which I think is fine because this year might be a development year period anyways if there's no games. Yeah. So... That's fine for Hamilton. I I just think that for next year, they'll need to have guys, veteran, make a move like how he's mentioned about the goaltender. Yep. And hopefully that works out for him because I think they're fine. Yeah, it's it's one thing to go for a Memorial Cup, and obviously the Bulldogs mm-hmm. they won the championship, they went to the Mem Cup, and well, ended if you're gonna up go for it, you gotta go for it. If you're gonna go for it, you gotta go for it. That's the thing too. Yeah, but if you can, which the Hamilton Bulldogs did. They got top players back the next year. Mackenzie Entwistle shipped them off, yeah, and got a pretty good haul back. Yeah, tag. You know, tag that's Bertuzzi. an yeah, getting tag Rituzzi too to come. Yeah, that's a big move. Yeah, like I think you have to look into that as well in terms of you know players you look for and um, trade for. It's something that you have to look at. And of course, Entwistle was a great player in ter- for the uh, Guelph Storm, and he won the championship, went to the Mem Cup, and ended up losing. But um, you know, I think that's another aspect of being a general manager in this league. You're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, what players can I get that I can win with? But if I don't, and yeah. the big part of the core ends up leaving, what guy that is an elite talent will come back and I can ship off? Yeah, because I don't think you expect an elite talent to come back. No, you don't. You just prepare it with your roster you have going but, into camp. And if they but come you would back, think that would have to be an act or an yeah, aspect you have head. to look at. Yeah, it's yeah. in your mind. It's for sure. Because you got to get picks, right? It's about getting picks now. Yep. It doesn't matter the league. It's about getting picks. 
because then you get to develop what you want. It's not so much prospects unless you had interest at the draft time. Yep. But it's picks, 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 picks. We can get guys. Like Niagara did a great job in the Tomasino trade. That's the trade of the year. They're gonna it doesn't matter yeah, if you return it, it doesn't it, matter if he returns or not. Really? They're getting picks. I mean, Dylan Robrick's a great player. I mean, the guys they got in that move, yeah. Then out of this year's draft are great players. Yeah, so uh so Grushnikov joins the Bulldogs and they're looking to have a, another successful year. They finished seventh last year, but still they looked like a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh just Jan Unique missed a lot of time and they would have been a little bit higher, I'm sure of. Oh, for sure. To London. They have announced that Isaiah Big George signing. has committed to the club after being drafted 68th overall in this year's OHL priority selection. Yeah, I mean, the rich just get richer out of the draft. Out of the draft. I mean, great pick. What, what are you the, saying? They offered him money in a car or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. But they they just do their thing. They're a great drafting team, right? And I mean, it. I'm kind of tired of everybody saying, oh, the NCAA commit goes to London. If London's a better opportunity for any player out of yep. any NCAA school, like, yep, it's the best chance. To, it's the best play, place to go play out of NCAA. If you're gonna go, you're gonna go to London. Yeah, just because you get that hunter effect, you get the scouts there every game, you get nine thousand yep. fans, you get your schooling. It's everything, and I mean. He's just a great puck moving defenseman, George. I mean, I'm excited to see him play next season. I mean, yeah. The only the only argument I have with that is, and this I was always told this whenever I'd go to university camps and trips uh, for for baseball is mm-hmm. these elite because the Americans have heard of all these elite baseball programs that cost you an arm and a leg to play. Yeah, like some players are paying twenty five thousand dollars a year to play on a, on a one of these so called elite teams. Yep, and. I remember I was at Wayne State University in uh, in Detroit, and they did a whole Q and A session on like, and because I was I think I was in grade ten or eleven, I can't remember what year um, I was in, and they said that okay, this is the cost breakdown of what you would be paying, and of course they were doing it as if you were an American, but at the end they there were because I wasn't the With only the one age. from Canada. Yep. My brother was there, like there were a couple other players, and they said okay, now if you're international. Here's what the prices are, and here's what the scholarship chances are. And they're like, if you get a scholarship, it's very slim, but you'll maybe get a third of it covered. Yeah. And tuition starts at fifteen or twenty thousand dollars US. Yep. So they said if you're wasting all of your money to play on these so called elite teams to get more exposure. Yeah. Then you're doing something wrong. Oh, for sure. Because there are people they find you. everywhere. They find you. If, if you getting... send them videos, which they fully in like they they'll fully look at videos of you, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, whatever. Yep. They'll fully take the time to look at a video to see if it you know if you're worth uh, looking at, and they'll do that. They'll send someone. They have resources to send them. Like yeah. there are, there really are, and um, they'll see it in the first minute of the video so you don't have to pay an arm and a leg and i'm yeah, gonna bring if you're it back good, if you're good they find you yeah i mean wayne gretzky didn't leave branford until yep he had to yeah and i'm gonna bring this back to the knights and this whole ncaa mm-hmm. thing uh, I, I just think um, that it's, it's you don't it, 
it doesn't matter where you play. If you're playing in the NCAA, there's going to be scouts. That's if you're right. playing in the OHL, there's going to be scouts, no matter where you are. Yeah. So why do you why do people give a crap about where they play? I know that's what I'm tired of. That's what kind of paid me off. Like because if you I, think about, it, so let's go through the markets here because, and we'll get to Isaiah George. I know this is technically what we're supposed to do, but you look at the history of some of these organizations: Windsor Spitfires, Taylor Hall has played there. Yeah. Philip Grubauer, starting goaltender for the Avalanche, played there. Yeah. Adam Henrique played there. Yeah. Ryan Ellis played there. Yep. Look at another market: the Owen Sound Attack. Look at that team they had when they went to the oh, Memorial Cup and won Jordan the OHL Bennington. championship. Jordan, Jordan Bennington, exactly. Bobby Ryan. OHL or Owen Sound, small market. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They find you. I mean, I just I'm just tired of people's getting upset. Like it should not affect you getting yeah. upset that yep. a 15, 16 year old committed to London. If you don't like them going there, draft them. Draft them. So they can't That's go right. there. That's if you right. really don't have a problem it. with don't it. Don't sit there and cry about it because I'll just give you the Joe Kelly back. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. Because I'm tired of people saying, oh, uh, he went there. I don't like. That's why I don't like them. They get every player. Yeah. Scout. Yeah. Scout. Draft them. Yep. Draft them. Take notes. When Mike Stubbs came on our show, Mike Stubbs said, the hunters are wide open. They tell you what they do. It's up to you to execute it. Yep. Boom. They're telling you what to do. It's like giving someone your playbook and you're not yep. copying down their plays. If yeah. they're going to give it to you, copy it down. Yep. Take notes. It, like, yeah, like, I mean, like Peterborough, Iserman played there. Yeah. Mickey Redman played there. Yeah. I mean, stop crying so don't, about it and do something. Yeah. Like, don't. Like, I've so get talked it done to a couple league. people where they bring up all oh, the history. The only reason players come there is because the history they've had there. Well, well look at other history, clubs, the history of other players. Yeah, like, and that's the history of the league. That's the that's worst the argument league. ever. That's I know. awful. It's terrible. It's, it's tough, just, especially when you have like teams like Niagara. They've only been in Niagara for 12 years, but yeah. Petrangelo played there. Dougie Hamilton. Josh Hosang. Now, I know he's had a little problems off the ice, but yeah, he but played, it, he's still a good they player. They still had elite players. Akil Thomas. Phil Tomasino. They've had elite players there for the 12 years. Yeah. Watch, Phil Tomasino is going to be a good NHL player. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that Phil Tomasino is going to be a good NHL player. Yeah. Akil Thomas is going to be a good NHL player. It's going to happen. Look at LA. Yeah. LA's prospects pool is too good not to be good. Yeah. I mean, put him with Aiden Dudas. Obviously, he's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, both those kids are gamers. Yeah. So, just, yeah. That, uh, I'm just tired of people crying about yeah, I that know. effect. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's draft better. I don't understand it. Just either. draft. Draft. Yeah. I mean... They, they call them the Caledonia Corvairs of the OHL. That couldn't be farther from, yeah, from like, I mean, the truth. That, a, that's yeah, horrible. There's a team in Junior B that gives out a lot of dollar. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say... The it. fact that they compare them to an OHL team is is a joke. That's yeah, embarrassing is it good if to you be say that. To I mean, is, I mean, is it good for a Junior B team to be compared to an OHL team? No, it isn't. Because they're in Junior B. And they're not even close. They're not even close. I don't And Caledonia yeah, don't like anyways that. is mostly players that have already played in the O and they've yeah. had that experience. Yeah. Whereas you I got mean, the, you get their teams closer risk. to home, whereas London they have guys in what, St. Thomas yeah, and the Nationals. And, I mean, the and, London, and that's like, another thing. You know, when we get to the George topic, Isaiah George and Logan May you together, who played for the Nationals in his rookie season this past year, yep. are going to be an elite duo in the OHL. They're both the same. They're both great uh defensive minded, but they're both highly skilled. They both put the puck in the net. They can both. Logan Mayu, he ran that Nationals power play as a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. How many 16 year olds run a ju- defenseman 
run a junior B power play right away. Yeah. I mean, I saw his first game of the season, and he, I mean, he was on the first power play unit running the power play. Mm-hmm. That's how good he is. And I mean, Isaiah George, another one. He's going to be a guy that maybe not this year, but the year after, run a Knights power play like Lala like Kanavan Bouchard gets up to the top and just pound it in. Yep. Well, and another, another, um, a very appealing attribute of Isaiah George is that he's spent time with the Oakville Blades of the OJHL, and the Oakville Blades are a very good hockey team. They have a great program going on Great program, yeah, great program. Probably the biggest in Provincial Junior A. Yeah, pretty close. It's up One of the top top, ones. It's top three. Yep. I mean, another thing... Yeah, when Team Canada uses your facility before going over to Europe (laughs) for the World Juniors, like, something's going right there. Yeah, there's something. You're on... You're noticed. Yeah. You're noticed, uh... But, yeah, I'm just excited to see what these two guys can do together. I mean, Logan, you caught my eye last year. I think I mentioned him, like, once every other week on the show during the hockey season. Because every time I got to see him play in London, he just did the little things right. But he was a big presence on the ice, which is a star in the making. Yeah, and uh, as we uh, we're about to hit the break, and then we'll uh, discuss the QMJHL and their return. But uh, uh, Mark Hunter uh, put out a quote uh, on Isaiah George saying, We are pleased to welcome Isaiah to the London Knights organization. Isaiah is a highly gifted puck-moving defenseman that brings a combination of skill, defensive responsibility, and fits into the new age of defensemen with his ability to break out of his own zone and join the rush with effortless skating. So we basically hit the nail on the head. I mean... We mentioned the skating. Evan Bouchard played the game in a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. He's the same way. And if you have a chance to look up Isaiah George's uh, picture here on the website, you look at him. He looks like an 18 to 20-year-old. He looks like a man already. And, I mean, you wouldn't think he's a 16-year-old by looking at him. No, I know. He's set to go right into the league. And that's the crazy thing because London has about five or six guys that could possibly make the OHL next year. Mm-hmm. And now you can take the three. But they're gonna have a crazy camp here. Yeah, we talk about all the all the uh, guys that coming into the OHL this season. Isaiah George is six one already, weighs one hundred and ninety five pounds. Like this is a big boy. Yeah, he's ready coming out of he's the ready zone. For if, it. Yeah, you know. he's ready for the league. And that that's what you have to be this season. You have to. Uh, or you can win not games. this season. You in can, this new era, you have to be able to oh, as a defenseman you can take to be elite. Over. Move yeah. the puck out of your zone first by pass. skating with it. Yeah, and not first just pass passing it. Yeah. yeah, good vision. Yeah. I mean, head on a swivel. You have to be able to see those lanes and, you know, try and get to yeah, puck, read the, the puck seams. towards the net. Yeah, read those seams. Yeah, and also another thing with the NHL playoffs, have you noticed how many young defensemen are just getting it low on the ice to the net, tips, yeah. deflections, yeah. in the NHL playoffs? Like any kids that are watching this, they're defensemen. You watch that with defense. They're not trying to go bar down from the point. Low on the ice is a tip. Yep. But just a foot high every time. Just a deflection, get the pad, far rebound. Yep. Tonight, it's just smart hockey. Yeah, when it's low, the goalie has a tougher time to see it. If it's high, rebound his control. head's there. Yeah. He can see it. Rebound control. He can look around. And plus it hits your own team. You always got a guy in front of the net. Yep. That's the worst when you hit the guy. You can't do much up above your shoulders, but down exactly. below, now as I'm reenacting it. Yeah, down below, you, you have a little bit more ability, yeah. whereas if you're up, you could be high, like high stick. High, like yeah, anything. More, you could high stick another player and get a penalty. Yeah, like, it's hard to get pucks through. It's useless throwing the puck at the net high. So yeah. um, Isaiah George, definitely with his size, will 
maybe remind us a little bit of Willie Lahead, the way he played uh, for hey. Niagara and yeah. uh, and his last year in London. Uh, it's kind of that physical. He's type a hard as well. worker. Will, Willie Lahead was probably one of the hardest working players I've saw. Yeah. Play in London. I mean, Matthew Tuchuk was a gamer. I mean, that's obviously, not, but in, in terms that, of but... a defenseman. Yeah, Willie LeHead went hard every shift. Yeah, I mean, I remember the last year in Game Seven against Guelph, or two years ago now, uh, puck loose on the open like side of the net, open net. Willie LeHead dies. Yeah, puts his upper body on the line like yep. that. I mean, he's a guy that goes hard every shift, and he's a guy that went up against the other team's top lines. Even when you had a defenseman like Evan Bouchard, Adam Boquist, Alec Regula, mm-hmm. even when you had those guys, you still put Willie the head out there because that's why he's a hard worker. Yep. He was part of an Easter. Yeah. He lost to London in an OHL final. Yeah. So, learned a lot, though. Um, he's been there. Learned a lot. Yeah. Yep. You learn a lot. Yeah, losing, uh, in the fi- losing in the finals, you almost learn more than winning. Just because losing, you still know what it takes. It's not yep. if it goes late in the series. You know what it takes. You just missed it by a couple of goals or yep. sometimes even one goal. I mean, you know what it takes. That's what makes you more hungrier. Once you win, you're hungrier to get another one. But when you lost that close, yeah, that's you're you know you're more hungry. You don't want to go through that feeling again. The feeling sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. It's not <laughs> it fun. sucked inside the Meridian Center. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shut up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that that means we're gonna hit the break, or we'll start yelling at each other. So, uh, when we come back, uh, the QMJHL is set to return October second. The preseason is currently going on. We'll take a look at a couple teams' rosters and uh, see how they're shaping up. And uh, maybe a rant well, on the draft. What's that? Maybe a rant too on the NHL draft. Yeah, maybe. I mean, might get that in there. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if we do, and we'll do that next here on the Owen Sixty Podcast. This is the Owen Sixty. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen Sixty Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And now we get to be jealous of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League because they begin play yeah. really soon. October 2nd is uh, is when uh, seven games are yeah, scheduled. Yeah, that's high school drama type stuff here. <laughs> high school drama type stuff here. I'm oh that jealous God. right now. Yeah. That person gets a new sweater, you want it? That's yep. right now. They got hockey and I want it. I know. I mean, we might have to go to a show in Quebec. Go to Gatineau. <laughs> go to Gatineau. See the Olympique. Yeah. Uh, day one, by the way, of the QMJHL uh, season. Uh, the seven games include uh, Charlottetown visiting Moncton. St. John is taking on Acadie Bathurst. Halifax is in Cape Breton. Shawinigan is taking on Chicoutimi. Had to be careful there. Didn't want to say Chicoutimi board. Like I've been saying for a few days because my parents got a new one. Um, Ramuski's taking on Victoriaville. Uh, Drummondville is going at it with Ruen Noranda. Yeah, Ruen Noranda. That's quite the name <laughs> to say twice. Eh? Yeah. Uh, Gatineau is in Valdor. Another cool name. Anthony There's Mantha's so- Junior Club. Hey, hey now. Dylan Larkin tribute, <laughs> trademark from the Owen System and, podcast. And uh, Blainville Boisbriand is uh, in Sherbrooke. Well, we could do a name bracket of. Teams. I know, eh? We should do that of teams. <laughs> CHL teams? Yeah. 100% a Q team wins it. Think so? Mm. I like the yeah, I like the Acadie Bathurst Teton. 
I like that. The act is like tight. And yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. Patrice um, Bergeron. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of round out the show with a little debate we were having uh, a little bit earlier on, uh, I think a couple months ago, uh, about uh, what the situation is in terms of American and European players coming over and playing this season. And, well, my, my questions have been answered because uh, I'm on the Moncton Wildcats website right now. And uh, Maxime Barbashev from uh, Moscow, Russia, is coming. He was late, but he is uh, it yeah. is in Moncton this season. Um, go to the Barry Ontario days. native, by the way, uh, Philippe Doust or Doust. Yeah, he's a member of the uh, Moncton Wildcats. So it's biz- It's basically business as usual. Yeah. The thing is here, though, the borders, right? That's why. I'm- that's honestly the main reason. I know the vaccine and Connor stuff. Connor Olson, London, out. Ontario native. Hey. Playing for yeah, Moncton. Moncton. Moncton's had a few guys from Ontario on their team. Yep. Um, and then the uh, uh, other import for Moncton is Val Usnik, goaltender uh, from Slovenia. And uh, Matt Rowe, if you're listening out in the uh, Regina, Saskatchewan area, not one American on this training camp roster for college Moncton. College. Kind of the border situation, too, but the colleges. Yep. Their Boston area is a big, big college uh, school. You don't usually see a lot of Boston guys come to the CHL. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of the situation there, Boston College, UMass. Yep. I mean, Boston University. They're big, right? They got a few there, so I think that's why. Yep, and uh, I'm on... Uh, now I switch to St. John's roster. They've got a goaltender, Noah Patsenode, or no, from Switzerland. Uh, and that's the only import they've got. No Americans either. So, yep. We'll see what happens with the OHL if no Americans come over or if they have to because OHL clubs can't really, um, I don't want to say can't compete or can't play, but. Yeah. There's a quite a few Americans that mean a lot to these OHL clubs. And oh yeah, <coughs> Arthur Kaliev, Kaliev. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not Kaliev. That's yep. bizarre. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, Hunter Skinner. Yep. There's a few. Yeah, that that would hurt the OHL a lot more than any other league. I mean, the the dub too. It would. The dub, yeah. The dub and the O are gonna run very similar. I mean, probably. The, I mean, that's hard to say because... For the, the dub, it's a little easier to do divisional because yeah, but it's, just it's hard. kind of province by yeah, province. Yeah, but it's so big. Yeah. It's such a wide area. I mean, I think that the problem here is the cases keep going up in, well, market cities for the league. Yeah. I mean, Toronto, a lot of our players come from Toronto area. Yep. Uh, Ottawa, right? They got a team that might affect Kingston because it's close. So there's situations there where those cases got to go down to even think about having training camp and plus the border yeah order but and i but that to me affects more than the vaccine in my opinion i think yeah. that va- i think the border being open affects the league before the vaccine coming in because like when you get the flu shot you usually get the flu after at least i've had that problem i get the flu right after yeah i mean that's my yep problem so, but. um even Valdor, no Americans as well. So, yeah, not a lot. Um, yeah, that pretty don't really don't time. have to look. We don't else. have enough time, but yeah, after yeah, might have to look that up. Every team, uh, how many imports and uh, yep. Americans? 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to start. Yeah, I mean, if I'm anyone's watching. interested in watching any of the preseason should, games. Should we do a featured game? A Q Ooh. featured game? Do you want to? Let's do it. That's not a bad idea, Let's actually. do it. First Twitter night of the poll? year? Twitter Twitter poll? What, what is it? Moncton and... Uh, well, have your pick. <laughs> yeah, do a Twitter poll. Should we do a featured game in the QMJHL? See what everyone thinks. If you want hockey back, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Just put that in our notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the new laptop. I got to log <laughs> yeah. into Twitter. Yeah, by the way, call a new MacBook. It's small. It's perfect over the press box. It charged in 20 minutes. Yeah. 100% in 20 minutes. That's incredible. You Must saw nice. that. You saw that. It's I didn't believe it. Small but mighty. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I mean, it's um, good for the press box. That's what I thought. Yeah, especially Niagara. Ugh. Well, well, yeah, little well, tight. Most of them are like that. Most of them are like that. Hamilton's not. Hamilton's yeah, awesome. It's wide that press open. box is awesome. Wi-Fi. Yeah, except for Wi-Fi. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll put that out on Twitter at the Owen Sixty Podcast. Uh, have your say. Should we uh, cover a QMJHL game? It's at, uh, it's going out right now. Opening night. There's seven games to choose from. Call it if if they say yes. Who do you want to go? Charlottetown, Moncton, Saint John. Ooh, Saint John, Acadie, Bathurst. We should do that one. Uh, yeah, but what about the Ontario guys on Moncton? True. I feel like there's a connection there, right? Not a bad idea. Okay, we can go Moncton, Charlottetown. Do it. Okay. And for anyone uh, who wants to get their QMJHL or junior hockey fix, I should say, Moncton is streaming all of their home games on YouTube. I might tweet the Preseason link. home games. I'll tweet the link on my personal. Yeah. I'll tweet it. Because I was saying, you like... Yeah, there was a game Saturday. I'm, Saturday, no, Sunday. Sorry, there's a game Sunday the poll, for Moncton. I'm putting the poll out now. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll have that uh, up at the Owen 60 podcast. We're also on... Instagram at the Owen 60 podcast, Facebook. Uh, it's got the link to our website. All of them do actually, but uh, um, yeah, I have a check it out. Uh, should we do it? I think we should. Should we make so the trip? We'll see. <laughs> no. Dude, game, can you imagine? No, I'm not driving to Moncton. That's a long, no, thanks. long drive. I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. Yep. That's a the long The comfort drive. of my home. Yep. We'll do that. Uh, I mean, at least it's not snowing. That's true. Did I just jinx it? No, it's snowing in Colorado. Yeah, I know. Might have, <laughs> go Broncos. We might have a snow game on Monday. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. Or yeah, that, uh, that pretty much wraps up the show here. That was here. fun. Uh, that was fun. Thanks, Francesco, for coming on. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the chat with uh, Francesco Pinelli uh, of the Kitchener Rangers. Um, and uh, like we kind of teed up after. I'm not sure if we did or not. I can't remember. But a uh, big guest coming in our Huge. next episode in episode 35. I'm it's just going to say this. This day. is my hint. This is my hint. Okay. Our lines, like of players, <laughs> how's that a hint? Are elite. <laughs> How's I'm not that giving a hint? A hint. So our goaltender's giving... elite, Hunter Jones. Hunter On Jones, defense, Brett Rochu. Hunter Jones, Brett Rochu. That's a solid better... duo right there. Defense, we got McCourt. Yep. Ty Nelson. Yep. Who won two? Young Ooh. guy. Oh yeah. Rookie you in have a vet. To. Rookie in a vet. And then forwards, we've got Mr. Tomasino. Yes, sir. Uh, Luke Evangelista. Yes, sir. Not going to say the next one that should be nope, on that top got, line. We got Jake Eberti. Yep. We got Jake Jonah Jonah. Simone. We've got Panos. Those, those guys are on the same line. Panos on that line. We got Gavin. That's Niagara line. Gavin Bryant. 
Yes. Should we chirp him and say, Gavin Bryant starts on the fourth line? <laughs> just did. Hey, that you know what bugged me about that? Is him not just saying, yeah, Pavel Dasik, he's the man. I know. I mean, that Matt bugged Sundin. Him. Great guy, though. He's probably one of the most mature 16-year-olds I've ever talked to. Yep. I mean, I'll say that. Yep. Great guy. Uh, sorry about your uh, number choices, but all the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck in Owen Sound. But uh, All right. Well... That is, uh. All right. Okay. <laughs> now I'm laughing. All right. Time to go home. Hey That's now. it for this week. Hey now. We'll chat in two weeks with our awesome guest yeah. after we play the goal horn. Hey now, play it. <laughs>